0: Just a note of personal gratitude for the invitation that you have extended to me to be with you today, because I do know that this Memorial Sunday is an important event on Deep River's calendar, and it is a part of your annual church life, meeting life that um, is truly meaningful to you. And so to be given this invitation to be with you today is truly an honor. It is also an honor to be with you um, on a Sunday morning. I've been in your meeting house many times. In fact, spent most of a week ago Saturday in your meeting home. But because of other responsibilities have never have had the opportunity to be with you uh, for meeting for worship on a Sunday morning, and so it is um, a great, great honor. I've selected for the text today a familiar passage, the teaching of Jesus that comes from John chapter 15, the first eight verses. I am the vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, He prunes to make it more fruitful. You have already been cleansed by the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I will abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them will bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown like like branches and withers and The branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and is burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask and whatever you ask will be given to you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. A number of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to talk to Scott about some potential themes that um, would be appropriate for this morning's meeting for worship. And among others, Scott suggested the theme of building legacies. Each time I come onto your beautiful campus, it is impossible for me not to notice. Your cemetery with hundreds of markers each erected in loving memory of meeting members and loved ones who have gone before. Each marker, I think, adds to the promenades of these sacred grounds. And each commemorates a life and a story and a legacy And on Memorial Sunday, it is an opportunity to be together in worship, to remember these stories and to retell these stories and to give thanks to God for the legacies of those who have brought so much joy and meaning into our lives. But Memorial Sunday is also an opportunity for us to reflect. We Quakers have this popular phrase that we often use that simply says, let your life speak. But seldom do we pause long enough to ask the question, what are we saying? What are the stories of our lives? What legacies are we preparing for succeeding generations? As I reflect on these um, queries, this is what draws me to this passage from John chapter 15. Now, I might be wrong about this, and if I am, it will be my first time, but I think that there might be a parallel between building legacies and bearing spiritual fruit, as described in Jesus' teaching from John 15. And what I like about this John 15 passage is it brings to mind an organic process, an organic way in which we can look at the stories, the impact, the influence, the fruits of our lives. To consider the question... What are we saying through the lives that we live? Now, I have included into your bulletin today a little insert called Tending the Vine. And um, this morning, I would like to invite us for a few moments to consider the stories of our life through this process that is referred to as tending the vine. And if you choose not to follow along and choose to make paper airplanes with my bulletin insert, I will not be offended. And please know that this is not um, something that I came up with for myself. It was developed by Everance, the financial service group that I do work with, and um, It is used as a stewardship approach to do financial planning, but I have readapted it for our purpose this morning and Quakerized it by adding a few queries that might guide our reflections. John 15 reminds us, from the teaching of Jesus, that all life, fruitfulness, comes from being rooted. The gospel word that is used throughout this passage is the word abide. Abide in me and I will abide in you. Branches cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. In tending the vine, we begin by looking at the places where we are planted, the places where we are rooted. In whom and in what are we abiding? In a couple of weeks, about a month from now, a number of Quakers will be gathering for the FUM Triennial Sessions in Wichita, Kansas. And Scott and I were just up here coordinating some travel plans. The book that has been selected for, as an inspiration for the Triennial Sessions for this year, is Thomas Kelly's book, The Eternal Promise. In this book, Thomas Kelly outlines some of the Quaker discoveries, and he writes, The Quaker discovery and message has always been that God lives and moves, works, and guides in vivid immediacy within our hearts. Then Kelly adds, This is the experience of discovering a rich and fruitful life that is rooted in the loving, eternal one. Like branches that abide in the vine, and the vine is rooted in this good earth, there is a summoning power, a force, a life force, a grace, that arises out of a deep abiding in the living Christ, rooted in the eternal one. So when we examine the stories of our lives, we begin by simply asking the question, where where are we planted? In whom are we abiding? Another aspect of tending the vine is discerning God's purpose for our lives. In other words, who am I? Why am I here? I guess, it's my guess, that the people that we are memorializing this morning are remembered because they understood who they were, and they directed their life energies toward divine purpose. For most of us, God's divine purpose for our lives might not be measured in huge, enormous, grandiose ways, but in simple ways, in little ways. The person who comes to my mind this morning as a way of memorializing in my own heart, is my grandmother, Frances Walkemeyer. She was probably the weightiest Quaker I've ever known, and she didn't never weighed over one hundred pounds. She didn't have a college education. She isn't remembered beyond her family and her local meeting which she invested her entire life. She didn't invest her life energies in changing the world, but she understood herself to be a Sunday school teacher, and that is where she focused her energy, her life. At her funeral service, generations of students who attended her Sunday school class came And during the open worship period, many stood and talked about how Mrs. Wackemeyer invested her life into them, showed love, gave encouragement, sent birthday cards, attended graduation ceremonies, attended wedding ceremonies, paid-for church camping experiences. And one man stood and spoke about how Mrs. Walkemeyer took him to buy new shoes. As the family sitting there, we were completely amazed because we weren't aware of how her life spoke to so many people. We just knew her as a great-grandma. I do apologize for not resisting the temptation to brag on my grandma this morning. But like many of us, we are called to be fruitful simply by knowing who we are and the divine purpose for our lives. Another consideration when tending the vine is to live responsibly. Now, as I said, I work with a group called Everance. They are a financial service organization, and if one of our financial advisors were speaking to you this morning, this would be the point where they would want to talk to you about your budget, and your cash flow, and your debt burdens. But this morning, for our purposes, I simply want us to think about this query. Are my values and actions aligned with God's purpose for my life? There is a difference in my experience between knowing and doing. Knowing our identity, knowing our purpose is different from aligning our values and our actions to achieve that purpose. And I must confess that this is a question, this is a query that I have to put in front of me every day because I struggle with the spiritual form of attention deficit disorder. And it's so easy for me to forget who I am, what my purpose is. And when this happens, I lose track, lose vision, lose my alignment. As Rufus Jones articulates, I turn to cheaper values and miss so much of the free gift of life. So in prayerful hope, I align myself, my actions, and my values with what I understand to be God's purpose for my life. Tending the vine also involves preparing, planning for the future. I love this John 15 passage. It paints in my mind a vivid image of God the gardener. Gardeners labor in hope for a harvest yet to come. And I imagine the divine gardener tilling and pruning and loving and working through the circumstances of our lives, using our gifts, our willingness, infusing us with life and purpose, all in prayerful anticipation of us bearing fruit. Some of the fruit that we bear as we abide, will outlast our lifetime. And that is why we're here today, remembering those who have gone before us, naming them, because they bore fruit that has outlived their lifetime. This is why I invite you to simply ask this question, how am I investing my life in ways that will outlast it? Another component of tending the vine is giving generously. The stories we remember and retell today in honor of loved ones who have gone before us are stories not about people who hoarded their life energy or their resources. But they recognize that what they receive from God is returned to God through generosity. And this becomes part, I think, of the organic process of tending the vine. The Quaker prophet. John Woolman states this, we must make it the business of our lives to turn all we possess into channels of universal love. And so we ask the question, do we give of our talents, our time, our money, according to the light I am given? On this Memorial Sunday, it is important for us to remember these wonderful names. To retell the stories of people whose legacies have impacted our lives in profound ways. But it is equally important for us to reflect on the stories that we tell. Let Your life speak. Let your life speak. Let your life speak. And you will bear abundant fruit. To God, we give thanks.